In just eight short months, the world has become an extremely different place. This is due to COVID-19. According to COVID19facts.com, COVID-19 is the disease identified as the cause of an outbreak of respiratory illness first detected in Wuhan, China in January of this year. That outbreak did not take long to travel overseas to the U.S. and led to our country declaring a public health emergency in February and a national emergency in March. This virus has caused worldwide travel bans, financial crisis, multiple mandates, quarantines, sickness, and even death. But most of all, the end to everyday life as we know it. Now in this podcast, we are not going to focus on the facts of what has led us here, but more on the experiences. This is a worldwide pandemic. And while everyone is going through this, not everyone has had the same experiences or the same perspectives. These are the perspectives of a pandemic. So today on the show, I have with me Johnny Ha and Kristen Carline, and they have a pretty unique um, perspective to this pandemic. Johnny and Kristen, can you go ahead and tell us a little bit about what your perspective on this pandemic is? Sure. So my name is Johnny Ha, and during this pandemic, uh, of course, I've been in quarantine like everyone else, but also, uh, I guess now towards the beginning of the pandemic, I also lost my dad to COVID-19. Um, my perspective is that I've been quarantined for the just about the same amount of time, but um, this pandemic not only shattering some parts of our life together, but also shattering a lot of my academic career goals as well. Um, so it's not just affected my personal life, but my career life as well. Kristen and Johnny, I know you guys on a personal level, you know, we've been friends for quite a while. So I know something that the audience doesn't know. How are you two connected? Oh, yeah, huh? we're dating. We've been together for five years in November. Right, but you guys have been dating. So, um, Johnny, you lost your father due to this pandemic. And um, Kristen, that kind of means that you technically lost a yeah. little father figure. Yeah. And that loss right there, did that kind of change the way that you viewed this pandemic overall? I think that once I lost my dad, um, the first thing I was focused on was getting our, situ- our, our life back together for myself and my mom. So honestly, I wasn't even thinking of COVID-19. It wasn't on the forefront of my mind, but I had to for the health of all of those around me. So after my dad passed away, um, my mom also had it too because they lived together. So because of that, I wasn't able to see my mom for months. You know, I had to stay away from her. Um, So it, did force me to be a lot more careful, especially because we were staying at Kristen's parents' house while I was trying to handle the business for my parents. Yeah, and my stepdad is the same age as your dad as well. So our parents' ages are quite similar. Yeah, because of that, we had to be extra careful after that because, you know, I don't want to get the people that were helping me sick too. Yeah, and my perspective um, for that particular question, I guess, was I, it was evident that coronavirus is going to be widely spread, um, and I guess in a really sick way, I guess it was only a matter of time, right? Um, and, and we were struggling with your dad's health for months prior to COVID's um, spread, so um, it was really unfortunate that that's how it, I guess, impacted me directly. Yeah, it definitely made it more real for us. 
you mentioned that you were y'all were kind of struggling with his health prior to the fact do you know kind of how he contracted the virus like is that a known factor uh yeah we're pretty sure we know what happened um my dad had an aneurysm back in january and because of that he was in and out of the hospital because of infections of the wound where they had that procedure. So his health already wasn't that great, but he was supposed to make a full recovery. So being in and out of the hospital with that, while this was raging, the first wave started and it was for some places at its highest. Of course, being in and out of the hospital, it made him more susceptible to catching it. And same thing for my mom. So, I mean, of course, this is almost playing devil's advocate here, but do you think that that could have been prevented like him catching coronavirus do you think it could have been prevented in any way i think that my parents were as safe as they could be in their situation but them having to come and go from the hospital because of his other issues i don't think it really could have been prevented given the circumstances were you able to have a a funeral for him or any any type of thing like that during this time yeah no we couldn't uh have a funeral uh we probably wouldn't have had one regardless because my dad didn't really care for that. But uh, no, everything was over the phone if it could be. And if not, it was like one-on-one meetings with like the funeral home. It was from the hospital straight to the funeral home, cremated and everything, no, no gatherings at all. And even the logistical issues that I was handling for my parents with their finances, all of that had to be done over the phone too. I couldn't meet up with anyone anything like that yeah that's I mean that's so rough I I personally don't know how I would have been able to kind of handle that situation myself and I'm sorry that y'all had to go through that um I mean I I can't help but think like your mom um how did how'd she handle that because I know you were mentioning y'all couldn't really be around her because she contracted the virus yeah so it was um as you can imagine, really hard for her too, because she was married to my dad for like 25 years. So she depended on him for everything. And dependent in a lot of ways, you know, something I think is that is impactful about her particular dependence in the situation was like, you know, your mom would say like, I've never slept in a bed by myself before. Like, I don't know what it's like to be alone. You know, she, when she left Vietnam, you know, she had her family. So I think this time is especially impactful for her um because of that you know culturally she's never been alone uh especially with her husband it's really challenging i've never seen them apart maybe ever in my life for the five years we've been dating um so i really happy they have brownie your your little dog <laughs> their brother brownie um because i it's it tears us apart i think that we can't see her every day or we can't have her more in her lives um, because we don't live close by i know right now this time is such an isolating time especially because we can't really be around like our loved ones, you know, we're not supposed to to be in close quarters with people. We're supposed to kind of keep our distance. I know so many people are feeling isolated, but your situation is just so different from so many people. I guess maybe it's just not as real to so many people because they haven't quite experienced a loss that you guys have. Yeah, yeah, I think think the problem is people just, I guess, make up their minds about this pandemic based on their own experience, whether that is someone that has not known anyone that's contracted it, some of those people say it's not real, it's fake. Even those that have family members or know people that get it and recover very easily, because some people recover in like three days and it's not a problem. Right. Um, a lot of those people say, you know, it's 
not even it's even easier to get over than the flu so it's not until someone loses someone or has to deal with a funeral or any of the logistical stuff even after losing someone to COVID-19 until it's uh, really real. So when you hear people mention comments, I'm sure you see it on social media, you know, social media is just such a place right now. When you see people making those comments that this virus isn't real, because some people do have that perspective that they just don't necessarily think it's real. How does that make you feel when you had something hit so close to home because of this virus? I'm not angry. In my mind, I would expect myself to be angry, but I'm really not because I understand that everyone's talking from their own perspective. But uh, it is upsetting to see when people are so sure of themselves and definitively say, based off their own situation only, that this isn't real. Uh, I think it really discredits the experience of others who are really, you know, having to deal with some consequences of COVID-19. It makes me, it makes me very angry. It makes me so angry. Every time I go outside and I don't see, I see people with masks on, I get angry. Every time, every time I see anything like that, it makes me so angry because I think our culture as a nation is, is such that we don't have a lot of empathy for one another. Um, and I just can't believe that we governmentally didn't have any more belief in how big this was going to be. Like, it's, crazy to me how this has continued to go on despite um, the United States claiming to be number one in healthcare and all these other things, right? Um, and it, it does make me so angry. So I, I think I'm feeling it for both of us in those moments because like, I, I guess I just never knew so much about an, a human experience so different than mine and, and I have to realize it very fast in such a shitty time. I'm going to say a phrase and I just kind of want you to tell me how that's how, how you feel about that, because I think, especially with so many people having different perspectives, people take it such different ways. People either agree with it, they disagree with it, they're happy about it, they're, they're really angry about it. How do you feel when I say the new normal? I mean, like, that's factually could be sound. Like, that, I, that doesn't upset me. I mean, like, it is what it is. Like, we can't just do whatever we used to do, and I guess that's going to have to be the new normal. It, it seems quite neutral to me. I think while Corona's coronavirus is still here, of course, there's going to be that new normal, right? We can't or we shouldn't live our day-to-day -day lives like we did before. It's not the same rules that we're playing by. There's a virus out there that is real because we've seen people die from it. I've seen someone die from it. This new normal is much needed for the situation we're in. Um, it's not everyone's preferred circumstance. It's not my preferred circumstance either. Uh, but even after coronavirus ends, I hope that this, some aspect of this new normal stays. I think it just pays to be considerate to those that you're living with. There's one more thing that I want to bring up, and it's once again kind of playing devil's advocate, just because I do know a lot of people think that coronavirus does kill, you know, it does kill. And we know that it does because unfortunately y'all suffered a loss. But some people think it only is killing people who struggle with health issues prior to catching the virus or people who are very elderly. How do you feel about that? Um, you know, because your dad did struggle with health issues. Do you think that that is the only case where people are, are dying from coronavirus? I think Kristen kind of mentioned this earlier when she said, you know, it's not your typical old old person that's going to get sick from this and die. Uh, anyone can get sick from it. And first of all, that's inconvenient in itself. 
But uh, I think that a lot of people that are saying that it has a low fatality rate, they're right. You know, the fatality rate, I think, is under 2%. Uh, a lot of those people are also saying that all out of all the coronavirus deaths, I think it's like 6% of those deaths only had coronavirus as the single cause. And people are using that number to say that out of all the coronavirus deaths reported, only 6% are really coronavirus deaths, which is not true. So my dad's situation, you know, he had other issues too, in addition to coronavirus. And so he's part of that 94%. But based off of all the doctor's appointments we went to, he was supposed to make a full recovery. He, w- he went through three or four surgeries to live. That was the point. So just because he had other things doesn't mean coronavirus didn't kill him. If someone with diabetes got in a car accident and they died in the hospital because their injuries created complications for their diabetes, like the, bl- the blood sugar levels killed them, that doesn't mean that the car accident didn't kill them, right? Yeah. So... Yeah, and there are documented cases cases of doctors in like Wuhan in the beginning who became incredibly ill in very bizarre ways that we do not see for the coronavirus we're seeing in the United States. And those people did not have prior illnesses, or some of them didn't, and they weren't really older either. And there's plenty of, of symptoms that people are experiencing that are quite bizarre compared to the regular flu-like symptoms that a lot of people are saying. Like, it's not, there are a lot of rarities along the way that I don't think a lot of people are accounting for when they are looking at um, what does coronavirus look like and what type of people die from it. Right. While, while we know that for younger people with uh, no other illnesses, they're a lot less likely to die from coronavirus, right? And no one's denying that. But that number is definitely non-zero. It, their, their likelihood of dying is lower, but not zero. Personally, that's not good enough for me. You know, I would rather there not be a virus out there that there's the potential that you could die from. I mean, no matter what, that's dangerous enough for me. And um, my heart's broken just knowing you guys from a personal level and you guys being dear friends of mine, that that's something that you guys had to go through. And I'm so sorry and I love you guys dearly. Um, But I'm really appreciative that you all could come out and uh, come on the show and share your story and just help people become a little bit more aware of the situation and um, of the perspective of, of losing a loved one due to this illness. That's worldwide right now. I think it's important for especially Americans to realize that in our country, the individual or individualism is very important to us. So I think that's what pushes people to not want to listen to others, not want to do what others say, and to really just think about yourself and your own discomfort in this situation. I think we should think like uh, more like some other cultures that, that, that live their lives with the thought of collectivism, which really considers others and the community they live in. Um, I think if people were more empathetic here and, and consider others more, wearing a mask can seem like a, a lot less of an inconvenience than, you know, possibly making someone else lose their life or their loved ones. Yeah, wearing a mask is way less um, uncomfortable than wearing an intubator, like, right? Like, I, even if I'm a young person and I would get sick, I don't really, <laughs> I'm not really looking to get sick myself either. It's not really a fun time, I have things to do. And especially like something I think about a lot, you know, you're saying, oh, we're young, we can kind of do what we want. But like, I don't know how I could tell your mom that we have coronavirus. Like. How could we, because whenever she first got it, she was like, I'm going to die. Like, I have no, there's no chance about it. I'm going to die and it's going to be soon. 
and we had to convince her that she was, you know, healthy and that she might not die. And that was really challenging. So something we were saying is like, what's, what happens if we get it? Like, how are we going to talk to her about that to where she doesn't think that we'll both die? Um, but I will say wearing a mask is way easier than that. Staying at home is way easier than telling a loved one that their kid has the thing that killed their husband. You know, like all these things are so much easier than those conversations. So I just don't even know why we can't do it. I think that overall, what Johnny said, um, empathy is definitely something that everybody could, you know, take a chapter out of the book. And if we all had a little bit more empathy for each other, then this world would be a much better place in general. Thank you guys so much. And um, I appreciate y'all for coming in and, and sharing your story. I, I know it, it can be a hard subject to talk about, but I definitely think people can benefit from, from hearing your perspective. Thanks, Karen. Thank you to everyone who listened in on this episode of Perspectives of a Pandemic. Make sure to watch out for episode two, where I delve in to another perspective of this pandemic. You'll find that that perspective is pretty different from the one you just heard. Thanks for listening. And no matter what your perspective is of this pandemic, make sure that you're doing whatever you need to do to stay safe. See you next time.